0: Hey, boys and girls! Welcome to the excellent excursions of
1: the Excalibros!
2: Yay!
1: Yay! <laughs> Forgive me. It's it's early in in the morning in the UK, so I'm alive. <laughs> That's all I can say.
0: It's it's late. It's late for me, and I had kind of a, a rough night. We didn't talk about this before, but my my car died uh, as I had arrived at the gym, so I had to call for someone to restart like like restart my battery and then like rush over to uh, a pet boys before they closed so I could replace my battery. It was uh it was not a good it was not a good evening. So <laughs> I'm a little worked up myself and afterward I decided to have a few beers, so this is gonna be an interesting episode.
1: Well I feel drunk, so I can help you <laughs> there. Even though I knew I was getting up, I was just like, like, I'll finish reading all of my comic books. Oh look, it's nearly 2 o'clock in the morning, I have to get up in like a little bit.
0: Go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You
0: you need Mantis to just help you fall asleep.
1: That's what I need, definitely.
0: So today we're going to cover three more issues. We've got issue number three of Exiles uh, from uh, 2001. We've got uh, issue number two of Excalibur from 1988, and we've got uh, Exiles number two, the new series that just came out uh, a week and a half ago. So it's going to be a fun episode, Um, and we're going to start off with Exiles number three.
1: Um, So Dan, why don't you explain what's on the cover? Well, as always, I get a textless cover with this Collection, But it's my favourite cover so far of this series. It's Wolverine popping all six claws and in each individual claw. It's a close-up of Wolverine's face with his, with his claws in front of his face. And in each claw is one of our Exiles, Exiles team members. I feel like it's a really nice classic sort of X-Men cover. I think it is a classic X-Men cover. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> With, like I feel like this is for an actual thing that's happened before. Yeah, but you're right. Really Maybe sucks. that's why
0: I like it as much as you do too. It's. I mean, even the Wolverine looks really great here. Um, his claws, like his mouth, his teeth look so well defined, and and the colorings pretty good here as well uh, for the most part. It's uh, it's definitely the best best cover we've got so far.
1: Amen. Does it say anything marvelous
0: um, on Unf- the front? Unfortunately, at the top it just says Marvel Comics. And then we've got uh, Nocturne and Blink looking scared slash turned on um, with the Exiles logo next to them. So it's uh, that standard mess. But, but the, the artwork is pretty good.
1: Well, I kind of that, that means I kind of like it. Because I, I managed to actually see um, the cover last time of all the, the, the garbage that's put around it. Yeah. So I was like, maybe having no text is probably for the best.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but this one's pretty, pretty, pretty good. So, for the boys and girls who didn't listen last time, where did we get up to um, before this this issue started?
0: So, after one of their members decided to commit suicide to save that that uh, that Earth, uh, they were transported into space um, f- to the trial of the Phoenix, and they're um, looking down basically from the balcony as uh, the C.R. are like, "It's time to you know kill the Phoenix," and our exiles. Uh, are deciding what they're supposed to do. And to reiterate, our exiles are Blink, of course, their fearless leader, Mimic, who can, uh, you know, mimic
1: 50% of the power of, of up to five mutants. Is it five? Yeah, it's five, because that, yeah. I think next issue or the issue, nay like Papa goes into what you can do. Great. <laughs> yeah. Got
0: Thunderbird, who's... Uh, been sort of transmorphed by uh, Apocalypse. We've got our new Sunfire, who is um, a character from Wolverine's history. We've got Morph from Age of Apocalypse, and we've got Nocturne, who
1: is Nightcrawler, and is it Scarlet Witch's daughter? Yep. Uh, And and Morph isn't, unfortunately, this Morph, even though he looks like he's from the Age of Apocalypse, he's actually just random hero. Right, right, (laughs) right. Isn't he from like the best reality? Like <laughs> From from what I from from what I can gather from his history, his history's been pretty awesome. Like right. his life's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, as usual, um when we start our issue, Blink living from the doomsday universe she comes from. Um doesn't know anything about actual history, X-Men history, so we have a little history lesson for us readers and Blink. Um, of why this little moment in time is significant before we have a splash panel um, with all the sort of classic X-Men in sort of varying degrees of different costumes to make it seem like we're in a different reality. Right, and Um, so
0: this is basically the giant-sized X-Men team.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I do like the fact that, um, I don't know if it's on yours, of its printing out, but Angel's, like, little halo on his chest is weirdly placed. Yeah.
0: Um, it's at a weird angle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his yes, wings so, look oddly almost metallic as well. Like, like, he's, yeah. So we have Angel, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Beast, obviously Gene, Cyclops, Storm, Colossus, and uh, Professor Xavier. And in the background, we have um, Gladiator in a different sight it's like a different costume to normal. Landra and some other dude that is obviously not important. He almost looks like Granny um, goodness. Yeah, <laughs> that's the difference in this universe. <laughs> dark, side, dark side, here. Um, and obviously, um, before uh, the story continues, we have mimic being like, "We should really leave because Wolverine's gonna totally he can pick us. A- yeah, pick up our scent." Especially if we're friends with them, yeah. And so we have this whole like sort of garden that they get to, where they rub stinky stuff all over themselves, and they have a massive debate on whether or not, like, what they should, what they're doing here. And that's when Blink drops the bombshell of, um, we have to help kill Gene. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, that's just crap. And even to the point where Nocturne's like, we can't kill, and she calls her anti-Gene. So. um not anti as in um (laughs) she's the anti-life equation (laughs) yep but they're
0: crossing over into dc yep yep
1: and none of them believe blink and like especially when they find out that this is actually not the duplicate because they even go through a moment where it's like oh well it's not really gene it's like the phoenix genes in like a cocoon somewhere and things like nope this one's gene the talus tells us all and then um oddly enough um, as we touched on in the other Exiles series that the Talos has a man of its own this is probably the f- first time it kind of ex- like shows that off yep yeah. and um, it takes control of the situation and shows them a horrible sort of future where Gene's gone completely batshit crazy and eaten many sons and is gonna kill lots and lots of people
0: yeah
1: unfortunately he's even
0: roasted uh, Wolverine down to a skeleton there
1: that is, yeah, that is harsh, harsh but fair, and <laughs> um, so they end up, they end up um, agreeing that they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to do it. But before we like speed, because I just like ran through the first sort of couple of pages, I'm actually quite liking the art a little bit more here, like it feeling a bit more, de- like sort of more de- defined than it yeah. had been.
0: and they've toned like the down color- the digital coloring as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's what's help, helped. Is um, I really like the way Wolverine looks in the panel where he's like, looking around and they're like, he might smell us, before they run off. Um, I do love the fact that the new Sunfire is not allowed to speak at the moment. Um, has pretty have, quiet, yeah. had have any input on whether she should, you know. But um, what I do like is the whole concept of, because you kind of got it in the last two issues where it's like, we're going to have to do things that we're not. Usually accustomed to, and this is quite a heavy, um, heavy-handed. There's some heavy-handed dialogue, but it works really well in the whole like. Well, we sh- do we have to kill like even to the point where they like sort of reason themselves into it's fine, it's not Gene, but then <laughs> blink and uh, well, <laughs> Judwinnick decides no, it's going to have to be Gene. Um, this is, and so I like the fact that it puts our characters into a situation where they're like, okay, we're going to have to actually start killing people we love. Um, yeah, and, and it's I, good to see that,
0: you know, the previous storyline, Blink was like, are we sure Professor X is a savior? And everyone else was like, no, of, of course. But it turns out Magneto is the one they need to save. And in this issue as well, Blink's like, yeah, we probably have to kill Jean Grey. And everyone's like, no. But Blink is right again.
1: Exactly, and I do like the plan where they because the um, according to uh, the Talus, um, the Imperial Guard of the Shia have lost loads of its members. So Blink and the rest of them dress up fancy. Well, um, Thunderbird isn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what the what the hell is Sunfire wearing? Is on... <laughs> Yeah, so we should
0: go over this because uh, Thunderbird is sort of like like hulked out basically. Uh, so he looks yeah. slightly different. Mimic has gone all metal, so he looks like a new character. Blink, no one really knows, so she just didn't have to do anything. Um, Morph is almost like he, his, his skin is still great, and he's got this really like deep V-cut Superman outfit going on. <laughs> it's astonishing. I love that, and he's got like the super hairy chest with it as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Nocturne is is like. Got like you know, a,
1: one, Full onesie,
0: her, oh. yeah, full onesie. It almost makes her look because she's got like fins on her head, almost like she's a, like an aquatic-based superhero in some way. Yeah, and Sunfire is just like, yeah, I'm just gonna cover my nipples and I'm good to go.
1: And wear a cat, <laughs> wear a cat helmet. Yeah, like, <laughs> I just look at Sunfire like, mm, and she wears fire high boots. Yeah. Um I mean, we get in later <laughs>
0: issues. We get into just like keeping on sexualizing her, and
1: she's, she seems to be okay with it. So, <laughs> Well, we do, after after this moment, we do get a little like sort of um, moment where the exiles have been given their own quarters because they're helping out um, kill the phoenix, and we have Morph, and Sunfire actually speaks, and, you know, and then we have this really interesting moment. I feel like it's, I assume... Thunderbird's upset because he broke the flower um ah uh, and like I, yeah and he's like oh it's kind of like maybe it's kind of like breaking the flower and killing Jean is the same <laughs> problem um and then we have like the I, I would call the holy trinity of exiles we have Nocturne Mimic and Blink having a discussion um and Mimic's like Blink don't don't do it not Blink um, not Tender do anything a little bit stupid Doug I see your dad um, and all this jazz and this is where we find out that Mimic believes Blink should be the leader and I must point out the weird shadow colouring on Mimic's t-shirt slash face where at one point I thought his actual t-shirt was yellow and black yeah <laughs>
0: some weird shadows going yes especially so like when you this- get to the next page and it's almost like stripes
1: yeah, I'm like, is that t-shirt just yellow? One sleeve black, one sleeve yellow. <laughs> that's off. It's such a weird sort of combination. But um, what do you think of this whole scene of like, well, you should be the leader because you're more capable of making decisions here than, it, like, inferring that he's actually dealt with a lot in his past and the idea that he has murder in him and this whole scenario is not good for him at all um it's starting to show
0: some of the characterization uh where the previous first two issues really didn't get into that we start diving into what makes mimic tick and uh the nice interactions between him and, and blink that will be you know staples for for a good number of issues moving forward so it's 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 I feel like with this issue not only for the art but for the story we've sort of turned a corner into something more tangible something more relevant and something more interesting
1: yeah because um, before we go through the creative team like the the it's pretty much hasn't changed um, I do like the fact that sort of the character reactions and reaction shots are all quite more, a lot more expressive it's like McCone decided to sort of has got a rhythm with the characters now a little bit more than little bit more yeah I'm, I'm liking the artwork more here for sure so as Blink um, leaves what happens next
0: uh, so as, as the, you know, Mimic and Blink sort of decide that she should be the leader and, and she walks out and Mimic is staring into space who should show up but Wolverine and he's like, hey, Mimic, what are you doing here? I thought you were injured and you weren't coming into space with us. And then he gets sucker punched in the face. <laughs> and I don't... Where I like the costume Wolverine, the Wolverine head in this, this page is not, is not pleasant.
1: It just looks... It doesn't look proportioned, right? No. In, in certain panels. His hair looks oddly flat. Um, Maybe in this universe he doesn't use as much moose. <laughs>
0: um, but, uh, you know, Mimic basically decides that if they're going to have any chance, they're going to have to take out Wolverine so that they can be in the battle. And this is at a point when Wolverine didn't, like, regenerate instantly from, from wounds. He could actually yeah. be hurt and be knocked out. And he just had, like, an accelerated healing factor instead of a... Uh, I could heal...
1: Back from a single atom in, in five minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, yes. So it, it, it's it's fight that actually would work. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's cool because you get to see Mimic uses powers he goods you know, all steeled up, and Wolverine comes at him with uh, with his claws and all, you know, scrapes off a, a piece of his skin basically uh, on his mm. chest. Um, we've got
1: yeah a nice little battle going on between Mimic and, and Wolverine here. And even the thought bubbles don't, like, sort of helpful. Like saying that he can't use uh, Beast's acrobatics while he's in his Steel form because he's too heavy. Right. And then he has to stay in Steel form or he'll bleed out. And um, the idea that he's getting a bit sort of like he he was holding back, and as as the fight progresses, he has he's going to have to just not hold back whatsoever and use all of his uh, power to stop him from interrupting them, killing Gene. <laughs> essentially and then we have have an interesting cut to uh, a bubble bath um with morph and sunfire and of course
0: despite how little she's wearing and how maybe off-putting that could be as a someone in his 30s looking back on this it still feels like these two characters are starting to enjoy each other's company maybe not if it's
1: not a romantic way
0: but at least in a way that seems more friendly
1: yeah, and I do, I, again, I like what they do with Morph in the art to the point where, like, he, he's dressed in a ridiculous <laughs> bathing suit. And then near the end, um, one of the final panels, he has a fin. He has, like, a fish fin tail. So, and then when they talk about um, Wolverine, and he yeah. sort of morphs into Wolverine, he's, like, such a great
0: panel. Well, even before he morphs, like, he's in that, like, 1920s, like, full full-body bathing suit, and he's got, like, a like a straw hat and then he gets he, he goes into the water and his straw hat becomes a shower cap
1: yeah And uh, it is quite them together is quite nice um sort yeah. of uh, I do like the whole he's kind of handsome and uh, responds is that he's kind of like I guess in a psychopathic werewolf on crack kind of way <laughs> <laughs> it's just like and he, he looks he actually looks really good as a Wolverine to be fair <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then we and come then back we, to, to Wolverine and Mimic really going at it and Wolverine sliced a bit of Mimic's metallic wings off and they're really like giving to each other uh, some pretty nasty nasty punches here
1: yeah and as, as the fight continues we hear from sort of the narration um, uh, boxes that they used to share drinks and when a certain person died, you guessed it, spoilers, it was Gene. They, like, sort of tried to get really drunk and you find out that Mimic was in love with Gene as well as uh, Wolverine, his universe.
0: As all males um, on the X-Men except
1: for Bobby were.
2: <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> and then... Um, then we we cut to the other the other two members team that are sort of getting closer which is not 10 and thunderbird and they have a nice little like discussion until they walk in on a unconscious wolverine and a beaten up mimic who just wants a beer
0: yeah
1: and that's where we end
0: and it's nice we get to see we sort of skip past it but we get to see some of that like intensity and and rage in mimic as he's fighting wolverine almost like a flashback
1: to some of the the problems he had in the past hmm like you just have to you just have to sort of let go if he wants to sort of accomplish his Right. His goals.
0: So while we're talking about Mimic, um, I, I know that both of us have read Ed Pisker's really gorgeous uh, sort of retelling of, of X Men history, Grand Design and we get we get a piece of mimic in that as well. I don't know if you remember, but uh, it sort of jives with his backstory here, where he wasn't really a nice guy and um, mm-hmm where in you know in this mimics history charles is able able to turn him to good where you know in the regular history he doesn't quite have as much of a happy ending
1: pretty much i do not even know where mick is in the normal marvel universe anymore okay i think he, he loses <laughs> his powers at least in the ed Pisker retelling
0: he loses his powers hmm. but um that was that was issue number three right i think you know It'd be remiss if we didn't mention the the creatives now, uh, even though it's a little bit late. But we've got writer Judd Winnick and Trina Robbins. Colorist is Transparency Digital and Christopher Butcher. Letter is Sean Gloomis and Paul Tutrone. And pencilers is Timmins Timmons and Mike McCone, eh? Or is it Mike McCone? Uh,
1: Man, I, know, I always say Mike McCone because I thought it would be like a... But anyway...
0: <laughs> yeah, I like Mike McCone. So that was issue number three. Uh, you know, Dan, any any thoughts? Maybe
1: writing. Um, what I really liked is that this was Mimics issue, and mm. it it kind of fleshes him out a lot more. Whereas um, Morph stands out, and Blink comes with a lot more baggage, um, like that you can go back and have a look at. The other characters haven't really. Aside from uh, Origins, I mean, yeah. not much... Thunderbird zen. has done nothing. <laughs> um, so um, it, it's nice to have like a, a highlight issue. And don't worry if you... you know. Thunder, I think Thunderbird totally gets a, a nice little story arc to himself. Yes, he does in a couple like, of issues, yeah. But um, what I really like is this idea that um, Mimic is, is the one that they want to like throw the moral ambiguity at the idea that he, he had all this rage and darkness inside of him, but he's overcome that so much. But this whole mission, this, this sort of thing that he's forced to do is going to maybe force him back into being the man he doesn't want to be. Right, and right. I think that's a really interesting sort of slant for him. And he's coming across as a really good character. And the idea that he concedes leadership even though the rest of the team sort of look at him as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. as a leader. And then the fact that he concedes it to Blink because um, he's a, not an idiot and he realises that the situation, he's he's going to be blinded by a lot of the sort of people that they may come make across. Right. So I, I thought it was a really interesting... Choice and it's bizarre sometimes to see um, characters do mature decisions in comic mm-hmm. books, right? <laughs> um, as opposed to like over the top and ridiculous ideas. So um, on a whole, I think it's uh, the script is much better, the writing's tighter, and focusing on the characters—the right idea, right? Like the the, the, the what if scenario that they're in should always. This book, this book will consistently get better in the sense of like when they focus on the people. That we're following as opposed to the scenario we're in um, it's a stronger issue for it uh, yeah. and the art the art is much better I really like the fight I think the fight looks really it's very sort of of its time the way the panels are just slightly slanted and in and yeah. like a wide screen and you could you could almost argue that the panel where it's separated like the double page spread where it's separated it looks almost like Wolverine slashed through it yeah but um, like it's quite a nice like sort of design work but it's very much of the time like you know widescreen action was the big thing in the early 2000s and all of the action panels are quite large and uh, to their credit the art team pull it off like the colors look much better here than they did before they, they finally realized that so maybe better yeah maybe not shining everyone was is a, a good idea right there are shadows there, are, there is like some shadow issues especially with uh, mimics uh, t-shirt but yeah on the whole it's a much stronger issue i would have to
0: yeah almost wholeheartedly agree with you i felt the focus on mimic was just what this book needed um especially since so many of these characters are new and even though the first two you know issues told a story it was a story filled with characters that no one knew anything about so it's really hard to get into but uh this one made you root for mimic it uh, made you understand Blink a little bit more, um, even even the small little bits of, with Morpher, slowly helping people who may not have read Age of Apocalypse know more and more how silly he is, um, and how fun he can be, and and as you mentioned, the artwork here is is, is quite it really stands up. Uh, all all things considered, especially this full page battle of Mimic versus Wolverine, it. Uh,
1: I'm really enjoying this. Um, yeah, was... it, it, does a, it does a lot. Because it even throws the seeds of the idea that maybe in Nocturne's universe, Harry and Thunderbird had a thing. Right. Um, so it does, it does a lot with... It's a different... It's a weird, because it's such a different book to the first one, first mm-hmm, two. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like this is where they wanted to go um, after all the exposition has been taken out of it, essentially. Yeah. Oh, awesome. That was... Uh...
0: So that was a a pretty good issue. Um, Sort of a a spoiler for the next issue, but we've got an iconic cover remix coming up that seems pretty fitting. So um, this is going to have a a nice, nice continuation for issue number four. Indeed. All right. So that was fun. Let's continue the fun over
1: onto Excalibur number two.
2: Ooh.
1: Are we, um, Are we wanting? Are you wanting to um? Mark all the books at the end, well, give them I f- a nice tree?
0: I believe that we didn't mark the the old oh, books. Yeah. it's
1: just the new book. It's just the new book. I'm going crazy.
0: No, no, I thought about that for a second as well. But if if I had to give a rating, well, semi-rating, I would rate this Exiles issue number three better than the first two issues.
1: Yeah, more than the other. Yeah, in percentage wise. Yeah. So yes,
0: caliber number two. Uh, Let's see if we can get the art team right away, because I'm sure they're they're all listening to us and ready to uh, first together. their their
1: names. So um, the team is um, written by Chris Claremont, Mm -hmm. pencils by Alan Davis, inked by Paul um, Neary. So I'm trying to read it because it's in panel as part of Set set in Stones. Right. So I'm like, oh, yay. uh, Glynis Oliver is the colourist. Tom, I cannot pronounce his second name. Wozichowski. There we go, letter um, R. And um, yeah. And the cover is by um, Alan Davis. Of course. Which is a really nice cover. <laughs> a really crazy cover, but a really nice That's one.
0: Super crazy cover, yeah.
1: Um, I don't even know why. <laughs> Megan's in the background, but I just love that she's just randomly in the background. there. <laughs> um, the way her hands are posed, poised, it, it looks like uh,
0: she belongs in like a Scooby-Doo cartoon or something.
1: Yeah, like she's trying to find out what's going on.
0: Yeah, like you know, um, with Scooby-Doo. You'd always see the characters like inching forward, like from left to right in the screen, and their arms are always like up in front of them in a weird like angle as they were walking. That's how she looks.
1: So we have outside of some sort of building, we have um, Rachel <laughs> holding holding up a Warwolf in all of her Phoenix Glory right. screaming what have you done with Kitty? We have Kurt looking in a sewer we which have, is weird enough. <laughs> so yeah, and we have Captain Britain sort of leaning against he's obviously drunk and leaning against the wall in the background. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> and, and Megan sort of trying to creep away from the wall cuz she's embarrassed. <laughs> And in and in, and in the foreground we have a werewolf who looks like he's um, devoured, <laughs> it, as he's saying burp with a giant belly holding Rachel's S and M costume. I really like it. It's got so much character to the <laughs> to, to the of it. just, I feel like oh, the only person who's taking it seriously is Rachel. Everyone else is just having a laugh. I I know like. <laughs> Like no one else, even, even the war wolves don't seem to give him crap.
0: I almost called him Captain England there for a second. Um.
1: <laughs> he, might well he might as well be at some point.
0: Maybe that's his ultimate his ego when he's had too much to drink, but he is so like hobbling down the road. It's like the pub just closed and he's mourning the loss of Kitty and trying to get back to the, the metro station.
1: <laughs> it's just such a weird... I love. I like when you notice them in the background. Because to be honest, the most striking image is Rachel. Yeah. And the big and the, and the um, the the sort of full bellied werewolf. And you sort of miss the first time you look at it. I think you might miss the others just randomly thrown <laughs> in there. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I it took me a minute to find uh, Captain England. <laughs> I didn't notice <laughs> it for a second. I just picture Kurt being like, "Kitty, hello," and like echoes happening in that that pipe.
1: <laughs> Who looks in the sewer? <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so yet again we we start in um, locked uh, demon or daemon, however you want to mince demon, but um, and it's a haunted place because it is because Claremont oh. de- demands it so. And we have a young child who's sort of, on his own, a bit scared, tries to hit something that's making noise, which eats what he's um, <clears throat> trying to hit him with. And we found out that the young kid has been kidnapped, and he's a mutant, and that's the reason he was kidnapped. And whatever it is that's helping him, or, like, sort of talking to him, sort of helps him disappear before some crazy-dressed woman and her henchmen. Who almost of, look like... Hen-
0: some of the henchmen almost look like B-level Hydra characters.
1: Yes. So you've got, like, Hydra dudes, and then you've got Safari yeah. Um Safari pancakes. Yeah. And, yes. <clears throat> and she's... Um, they do they do ne- Vixen. And they do name her. And she's the one that's responsible for kidnapping the kid. And you find out that the random little robot that was created in the last issue... Made some sort of Stargate, and um, yes. sent the kid off to safety. And we end with it. <clears throat> Sorry, I keep like I need to keep coughing. Um, we end with it, basically speaking and saying that it, you know his friend Colin, the mutant, is safe. So, so, how do you feel about this sort of random opening? Totally random, totally weird uh but
0: totally artistically amazing at the same time um it's totally fun I, I love how we're still getting panels with like totally empty backgrounds and then panels that are super detailed with a whole bunch of like debris and where this little kid is hiding i i love the the random like british quote-unquote details for example one of the the, the b-grade hydro guys are like hey colin you're hungry i got some food for you and it's a takeout bag Labeled the fr- the frying Scotsman fish and chips, genius. <laughs> it's so silly and stupid
1: and wonderful. It's genius because it's a play. Obviously, it's a play on the famous uh, steam engine, the Flying Scotsman. Right. So I thought it was just like yes, of course, we would have a place called that. We also find out that the Stonehenge uh, Lake Demon is um, has been recently placed there, even though um, it looks like ancient. I think it's just great, it, it just seems like mental, and they just introduce these like villains that are just like well-organized, have a lot of people. <laughs> um, right. But just rather than just like, oh, we're obviously going to see them later on, if they're kidnapping mutants. <laughs> then on the next page, we get the werewolves um, in the subway,
0: uh, jumping onto the tracks, and I love that three of them have like the skins of their victims tied onto them, like Almost like if, if you have like a sweater and it's too hot and you put it over your back and like tie it around your neck so you don't have to carry it. That's how they have like
1: skins draped around their necks. <laughs> Isn't really interesting. I just love the fact that it's like a, were, were, a werewolf, werewolf possessed. And I just love how gangway, how polite they are. <laughs> me do you know what it reminds me of? The ninja Turtles? These yeah. people remind me of turtles. Sure. Um, for some reason, and I do like Kitty's uh, expression as she's like sort of stuck on the other one. Yeah, because we have to remember she couldn't face through these guys, so
0: her powers are not uh, helping her out here.
1: I wonder... I just love the fact that they just tie their skins on the back. The poor woman, and then there's a poor woman that's knocked onto the um, train tracks in the subway. But who is saved by uh, Captain Britain and Rachel. Rachel, who's powerful enough to just hold a train in place. Yes. With minimal damage. I want you to say
0: what the conductor says when he sees Captain Britain come and save this woman.
1: Crikey O'Reilly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a phrase? Is that a thing? Crikey is. I I don't know about the other bit. (laughs) Right, right. Of course, crikey. But crikey (laughs) O'Reilly, I imagine he's... um, It's going to sound horrible, but I feel like he might be Irish. (laughs) Or, or, or like, either Irish or Scottish. Uh Um, Because it feels very much that kind of attempt. (laughs) Um, But I do love, like, the the panel of the passers-by who are like, I never believed all these, like, sort of random comments that everyone's sort of thrown out there. Mm -hmm. And I did... So we, we have like Captain Britain and Rachel, and then slowly Megan and Nightcrawler turn up. And one of my favourite things on these introductory panels of the team jumping into the subway is this random girl who, uh, uh, responding to Nightcrawler's appearance, is a cutie. <laughs> <laughs> She's in like the furries, like, yeah. Yeah, someone else is like a horror, a demon. She's like a cutie. Um, so <laughs>
0: well, that was quite adorable. Let's ask on that, Miss. Our second sighting of Struth. Struth. <laughs> As Megan turns the corner, someone goes, Another one, Struth. So <laughs> that's that's number that's a two. More,
1: a lot more Australians in London than I realized. <laughs> but this is like sort of your standard superhero affair. We have the one of the Warwolves that's um, still dressed up in his like policeman get up. Is um, sort of stalking around as well to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And Rachel's a bit hot headed, literally and yeah. um, <laughs> metaphorically. Um, and she she wants to just go and help uh, Kitty while the rest of them are sort of like, we should like, have a plan, <laughs> maybe, rather than just run off. And then we cut to the warwolves and some just astonishing sort of imagery here. We have warwolves drinking beer. We have werewolves with arms around each other and hands on legs. Um, We have Kitty just laying in a puddle. Um, And the werewolves just have... Do you know what I found amazing? Is that these these weird metallic faceless creatures have a lot of personality. So much personality. So fun as villains. Yeah. Because they're so weird and over the top. And I just love that all the posters are just werewolf-inspired... Movies like on the su- on the suicide, which we'll see the purses again later. Right. Just... Teen Wolves that...
0: in the Company of Wolves, the Howling Curse of the Werewolf, and the American Werewolf in London. Yeah, they're totally into it.
1: I love how they've got directors' chairs and like stage lighting. <laughs> and... Yeah,
0: did you see did you see the one of the chairs is Chaney on it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy that they just pick up some beers and they just like, and then basically one wolf was like well this could be hair, but if not it's, it'll be a good skin and the other one's just like yeah whatever mate He's getting drunk literally just getting drunk watching this other one sort of fumble about with his mission right and so um, the wolf that has uh, Kitty attempts to sort of take her skin and that's when Rachel feels that sensation that she did in the last issue once more and full-on Nova rockets into the sky. um, While the sinister... (laughs) While Kurt finds that someone is smiling too sinisterly. Yeah. uh, You know, he can't possibly be, like... He's dodgy as hell. Is essentially um, the thought process there. And as, as the werewolf tries to take Kitty, all of a sudden her clothes are empty and she's vanished. And the other werewolves are just laughing at him. Um, oh her, it's really you know.
0: Right. <laughs> <completely>. <laughs> I then, love. I, I have to jump in because I love. Even though he's barely in this panel, uh, but the the panel where Nightcrawler's is looking over at this policeman, he looks so cool. Even though she's like part of his face, but it's and, um, it's like you remember when we were kids and we would read comics and and the heroes were already like adults, grown up, and you were like, oh man. I can't wait until I'm like 25 years old and I'm an adult and I'm going to be so cool looking and be so like strong and and, and like awesome. That's how I still feel looking at this nightcrawler. Like this is this is a like a grown-up guy who's sure of himself and awesome looking, and he's. I just miss this sort of way that that characters used to be portrayed sometimes.
1: It's lovely. To be honest, we haven't really talked much about the art, but it's just on top form at all times. Yeah. Like, there's not much, like, the art and the colour work is just... works. They just work in tandem to make some interesting imagery. Like, even when the werewolf's trying to suck Kitty up or whatever they do when they eat people's flesh, and Ray just, like, opened up the the clothes and just, like, he's not... Like, where's my skin? Um, sort <laughs> of murmured. And, like, um, so we moved to the fiend. Uh, Rachel sort of doing the whole Phoenix flare thing that all phoenixes do at some point in their lives um do you think when she goes up like that everyone hears a a call like caca and then they see the the (laughs) phoenix well yeah because it reminds me of the 90s x-men cartoon where it had had that horrible screechy noise for sure and i'm just and i'm just like does that is that what it because i'd be like what the hell is that (laughs) and instead of people thinking it's the end of days which i think a lot of people would do if they saw a giant flaming bird in the sky We have um, that guy that's, like, weird, was weird and lechy and um, all over Rachel last time been like, um, we're meant for each other. And then we have um, Courtney, who just randomly just sat there. It's like, oh, when Brian's around, strange shit happens. Oh, well. And she has this random sort of tangent in her mind about how she never sleeps because, like, the way banks work. Um, trading, (laughs) Trading hours work with banks. Which... We'll come to this, but I do think this is a moment where Claremont's sort of dialogue mm-hmm. is a bit too heavy at times. Like, there were certain panels where it just destroys everything, and it just has so many words. There are a lot here, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a sequence specifically that we're about to come up to, which I think would work better without any dialogue whatsoever. But anyway... um So we have have Rachel in the sky, like, she's locked onto Kitty, and she's telling the rest of the team, and so, like, sort of, Kurt decides to give Captain Burton the mini Cerebro device and go off and investigate the dodgy-looking policeman. And this is the scene I'm talking about. Yes, exactly. We've got got, got Kurt lamenting in his mind, (laughs) constantly. I'm not saying that people don't think when they're doing things, um, but... They could have just had no web we, the same thing the same result would have happened if we had no four balls whatsoever because it's just kind of going into the nearly getting hit by hit by a subway train um and then getting snuck up on by a wolf that's literally it that's but he has to sort of guide us through everything that's happening <laughs> and i don't think it's needed at all
0: yeah there's a number of 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 Thought bubbles here. We've got one panel of him like following the policeman that's four like filled like two different corners filled with word bubbles. We got four word bubbles. Then the next panel over there's one, two, three, four, like six word bubbles, thought bubbles going on as he's just like watching this policeman go. It's like a half of this panel is just covered in word bubbles. And then they're not really saying a whole lot. It's it's just words for the sake of having words. It's a little disappointing.
1: Is I think it's, it's the sort of old, like, this this era of comics was like, if there's no words on the panel, then it can't possibly be telling a story. Right, yeah. Um, and Claremont doesn't know when to shut up. So, like, sort of, this is just, because the art here is really nice. Like, I really like the picture of him sort of clenching up against the ceiling. Yes. And I love the, the final panel of the one uh, wolf coming out of the shadows to get him. Um, and yeah, so that's dialogue not needed <laughs> at <laughs> all. And so we move back to Casper and Megan and Rachel's all like, Nightcrawler's been attacked, but I can't talk to him because I'm using all my power floating and trying to locate Kitty. So maybe you have to do it the old fashioned way, mm-hmm. which then we sh- gets, we get Megan highlighting another one of her powers, which is that she can shapeshift.
0: And she basically turns into a werewolf here,
1: <laughs> which is which is a nice little nice little nod to the whole wolf motif, right? And they go for a little bit of a hunt, and um, yeah, what well, follows is some madness. Yeah, what it follows madness
0: is madness as we cut back to the werewolves, uh, the werewolves, and one of them is like lamenting his lot in life, like why doesn't <laughs> why doesn't anything ever go right for me? As he's like got this belly ache. And it's like, what happened to Kitty? And then he starts transforming into like a humanoid with a beak. It's and and he grows like a human shape, and he gets embarrassed uh, because he starts to develop like female body parts. So he like jumps into uh, Rachel's costume to like hide his growing chest. It's so yeah. weird.
1: And that's when someone comes in, uh, the other one comes in with Nightcrawler stuck to his back, um, holding his skin. And uh, Nightcrawler's like, out for the count. And, (laughs) like, the face is really well-defined, the one, like, the weird beak face. Yeah. Because it's kind of, like, weirdly grotesque. Yeah. And um, she exhibits some strange behaviour by knocking the rest of the werewolves and then she starts growing hair in that panel where she's doing to grow hair is kind of the stuff of nightmares um and <laughs> Nightcrawler tries to get away but is grabbed by his main weakness which is his tail um he's like goku yeah yeah and he's he's flung to the floor but here's here to save the day uh captain britain and megan jump jump through a wall and then we have a nice little, like, sort of sequence of a bit of a fight where Nightcrawler and Captain Byrne tag team two of them, essentially.
0: Crazy.
1: Uh, I really like that panel of Nightcrawler flipping it into, uh, flipping the werewolf into Captain Burn as he punches it into sludge.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that the word, the word,
1: <laughs> the sound word is
0: punch! <laughs> with that yes. exclamation.
1: I love that when... Um, uh, Megan is over, over sort of come by another one, and they do a left, right hook into its face. It's just crunch. crunch. Yeah, it's pretty, it's
0: pretty awesome. It's some nice teamwork here.
1: And then um <laughs> Kitty Warwolf essentially um is getting more and more human. Yeah. And Rachel, Rachel comes. Rachel's kind of like sort of judge, jury, and executioner at the mm-hmm. moment. She's kind of mm-hmm. like. They're all going to die. I've decided. Yeah. And uh, is like, no, that's kind of not what we do here, you know. And I think one of them has a really good point of, like, they're not human. So, like, <laughs> can't really throw them into jail. Um, but th- then we find out that there's a panel where it looks like a muppet. And its <laughs> hand, hands are, like, sort of coming through its mouth. And she pulls herself out of the werewolf, essentially, because her powers sort of did something and so she wasn't fully absorbed. Right. And, and Rachel kept her consciousness alive and they give her some clothes and they have a little discussion and then Kitty's like I've got the perfect solution of what we should do with them. And what do they do with the wobbles?
0: They take them to the zoo. I mean literally they they put them in a, a glass cage in the zoo that has like has like chairs and a TV and they put their posters on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just... I, Everyone just come to the zoo and look at these very intelligent, very sentient beings trapped in like a like a ten by five glass
1: cage. I love the two watching the TV that just look pissed off at all times. Um.
0: And then we we get to see our our Excalibur teammates uh, together watching them. And Rachel's in an interesting outfit, but that has nothing on Nightcrawler's <laughs> wonderful amazing like like mink fur coat with with like uh
1: Crocodile Dundee
0: it. hat on top
1: some goggles like possible glasses. <laughs> yes no, I don't know if the kids like is he a mute? oh what the fuck is he wearing I don't want that that kid's face is I think he's just like where can I get those
0: goggles from um you remember in like the old Ninja Turtles cartoon where they would just put on like a trench coat and no one would be able to tell they weren't humans that's what I feel like yeah. is happening here.
1: I feel like someone said to Nightcrawler. you gotta go a bit inconspicuous and he just took the piss and decided to just go in the most It's kinda of like the first the second issue of Ex- Exiles where um, yeah. like let's get some clothes and they just pile them as ridiculous
0: <laughs> He's like, I have that, that device that Professor X gave me that lets me like like pretend to like look like anything, or I could dress like <laughs> Rick James. And he's, he's like, I'll, I'll dress like Rick James. That's that's the better option.
2: <laughs>
0: it's great. Like, it's fun it's, to make fun of and laugh about, but it's, it's wonderful.
1: <laughs> it is it is the best beautiful sort of choice anyone would have. I just I just want to know who wrote that or who came up with that. Was it Davis or was it Claremont? Like, Claremont <laughs> just put, like, he, everyone is dressed in normal attire, apart from Nightcrawler, who is dressed like this. Or did... <laughs> Didn't Alan Davis just, like, draw it because he got a bit bored of the crowd scene? And he's like, right, I'm drawing, like, what are looking like. I love it. But, like, the biggest, like, sort of coolest dude in the whole room.
2: <laughs>
1: but we do have a sort of uh, sinister to be, well, not two be continued, but the idea that, like, Nightcaller's like, oh, well, there was actually six of them. um, But we've only got the four. And mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, well, we believe that some of them are dead. And then we have a wolf smoking a pipe, smiling instantly yeah reading the newspaper Just <laughs> and then next it's moving day so a, a slight spoiler that like one of my favorite Excalibur Covers is actually the next issue oh yeah it's great it's great so a slight spoiler but um yeah, overall and, and, what...
0: if you thought like these first couple issues were weird we're about to like jump
1: into the deep end <laughs> moving forward you have no idea. Yeah. we probably we probably can't even explain some of the stuff that we we're about to see. Um, we won't give it justice—that's for sure. Um, so what do you think of the whole war wolves and the whole sort sort of first two part story? Right. So first time
0: I read this, I was like, "War wolves? Who are these lame guys?" But as I, I I I was reading through it, I was like, "Okay, these these are interesting." And and the more they appeared, the more like character they got and i I just really love the wackiness and craziness of this issue the artwork is stunning throughout i love the 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 clothes they wear i i I love how like eccentric everyone is i even like when they're all at the zoo and you get brian and megan with like this most gigantic hair i've ever seen (laughs) it's it's of its time for sure, right? So like, if you were to compare this to anything modern, you'd be like, well, maybe it's not up to snuff. And if you're judging it the same way, I mean, but that that's anything that's thirty, forty years old, right? It's not gonna you know hold up. But for what it is, which I I I I still appreciate what it is, is wonderful, and I I love the artwork. It's it's like. Ever since this story kicked off with that special, it, it's it's it, it like jumped up to a ten, and it's just like held at a ten the whole way through. It's it's been great.
1: I I completely agree. I think it. There are moments where you're like, oh, some modern storytelling. It's mainly the dialogue, actually. Oh, like. Right. To, to clarify I don't think this is bad artwork at all like there's especially no, no. things
0: where we, the panels where you see Kitty climbing out of the werewolf is like her facial expressions are wonderful but there's just part of it is an advancement in technology and what they're able to do coloring and what they're able to you know how finely tuned they can, they can work the artwork now compared to previously you're going to see something that looks a little bit older but that doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's, it's bad artwork it's, it's still wonderful
1: yeah, my my like my only gripe is like I prefer I, I do prefer sort of maybe not de- decompressed storytelling but allowing the art to speak for itself sure. um, is 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 a better form of storytelling and it's just going to be one of the little bugbears of mine throughout the series. Is like I'll still enjoy all the issues, but I'll be like, well, this does not need nine hundred thought bubbles, Claremont. No, it doesn't. For not. one panel, it doesn't. <laughs> you could just have him follow him. It's fine. But it's just it, it, like you said, it's off its time, but um this is this is prime excalibur stuff. and this is before it goes mental. Um, yeah, and And the warwolves are just a, a joy. <laughs> they just make me smile. I forget how much they make me smile. And the weird the fact that I literally think they're basically the turtles, but metal. Um, uh, <laughs> so yeah, they all have distinct, I like the fact that two of them are basically in a relationship as well. It right, seems. right, right. It does feel that way. And I thought that was quite a nice little sort of touch. But yes, we'll soon be um, going a little bit further.
0: All right. So, another awesome issue from Excalibur. Um, exactly. On, on to our, our final book um, of this episode. Is Exiles number two? Uh, just came out a week and a half ago, as, as we had mentioned. Um, so Dan, what I'm gonna do is I need to step away from the mic to grab a drink, but at, while I'm doing so, could you please inform our lovely listeners of the creative team?
1: Oh, as if you make me um read out the words that I often can't say. Um, <laughs> I can so come back to
0: correct you. Give me,
1: give me 10 no, no, seconds. I- I, I, I'll be fine. Um, so it's it's written by Saladin Ahmed. Um, it's penciled by Javier Rodriguez. Um, Ink by Alvaro Lopez. Um, I hope I haven't butch- butchered any of your names so far. Um, it's coloured by Chris O'Halloran. And um, it's led by feces Joe Caramagna. And the cover is by David Marquez and Matthew Wilson. Whew! Let's hope I didn't murder all of your, your names there. Um... I apologise. Did you do it? Did you get it? Did you hit it? Did you nail it? I, ha- I think I think so. If not, um, all of you can tweet me and tell me that I'm a horrible person who can't... Horrible British person who can't pronounce people's... <laughs> people's so people's I think
0: pain. this issue has a different colorist than issue number one. I feel like issue number one was Jordi Belair, but we've got Chris O'Halloran here, huh?
1: Yes. I said it right! Yay! Um, yes, we did. We do. We do have a different um, colorist, Indeed. But the same creative team on the front cover. And I got to so, say,
0: I once again love this cover. Uh, like the first cover issue, number one cover was great. And this is also wonderful.
1: This is the debut of Valkyrie. She stopped Ragnarok. Now she's going to save the multiverse. I've, I adore it. I adore it the moment I saw it, yeah. this image. This is like prime sort of try and get a post of it or a print of it. Some somewhere in my life I have to
0: so we've got um in the background we've got the Surtur um who's looking all evil and flying towards us is Valkyrie on a pegasus and she's holding on to little Wolvie who's got the cutest little claws you've ever seen <laughs>
1: it looks like he's having a little paddy yeah
0: just uh, adorable <laughs>
1: I don't know um, if you saw,
0: but, uh, but Tessa Thompson, who plays Valkyrie in, in uh, Ragnarok, saw that this issue came out, and she gave a shout-out. She was uh, super psyched to see this, this character come to the comics.
1: Excellent. That's how it should
0: be. Yeah, because she was awesome in that movie.
1: She was. She was standout. Um, hence why we have her in a comic book now. Yeah. So how does the book start off?
0: So unfortunately, we get a recap by Chain to the Moon*, Nick Fury, with a lot of "quote-unquote" word bubbles happening to to sort of recap what, uh, what we've been up to so far. We've basically got Blink and uh, Grizzled Khan, who is a grown-up, sort of middle-aged Kamala Khan from um, from whose universe? Frank Miller's. From Frank Miller's, uh, the the dark the Dark Marvel Returns, universe. <laughs> um, We've got Iron Lad, uh, and that's the, the first three team members. Um, and uh, we, we, we start off with Zombie Galactus Head coming to eat all of time. And uh, Iron Lad has picked up uh, Grizzly Khan and Blink and is trying to fly them out of here. And right away from the beginning,
1: we get some amazing panel work. Um, yeah, we've really, got. Because it starts with the eye. Kang's Kang's eye with the yes. eye yeah, and it follows on, which I thought was really nice <laughs> um, i I generally this looks like the gla- the, the zombie black said is busting through the panels and making them all shake and move, mm-hmm. which is always a and I like the highlights of like the talus glowing, and that entire panel is red colored right, red as right. well, which is a really nice touch um I just love the sort of expressions on their faces. <laughs> <laughs> when they're getting, when it's flying away from basically death and destruction,
0: yeah, total erasure is right behind them. Yeah, and and the next page once again a nice little, not as intricate layout, but a uh, couple of almost like cards being laid laid on top here of, of uh, at the top of the screen with the characters plopping down into basically uh, a winter wonderland yes
1: with two rabbits watching them at all times yeah <laughs> it reminds me of like a poet like i don't know if it was intentional but the, if you remove the characters it kind of reminds me of like a postcard yeah for sure like, like some sort of specific art going on i really like the way the um trees are drawn i don't know why i just do what can i say yeah in the it's, tree, very, it's very tree po-
0: postcardy it's in, in the best way possible
1: exactly i didn't mean that as like a it, it looks like a burst card move on i mean like isn't I?
0: <laughs> and we finally get introduction to a to valkyrie who comes flying in on a pegasus like devilish smile on her face as she's uh basically doing her best i don't know what to say thor impression but as guardian
1: impression of monologuing as she's kicking everyone's ass yeah, pretty much. I thought it was great. I was quite like the look, like it sort of reminds me sort of like Walt Simonson's art. Sure, um, sure. I really like, I really like the way Serta looks um, as this chunky giant thing with a mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I like his little minions as well. And I love the hair on the Pegasus. Like, oh yeah, mane is just so like wonderfully sort of swishing over its face. I don't know. I see the most random details in this book i'm sure of it but um this is i mean this is maybe uh maybe the first
0: of a long line that we're going to mention here but i remember the the first issue we read going through it a second and third time was like oh my god you see that detail oh my god you see that detail it's so intricate in ways that you don't notice at first it's it's very beguiling
1: yeah because like it's the panel where she's uh, well it's a full because, like, you've got a full double-page spread of her attacking Surtur and his little minions. And then you obviously have the sort of semi-backwards L-shaped panels um, sequence. And I really like sort of the minions that are f- she's already felled and they're f- sort of falling to the ground. And then there's the other minions jumping towards her. And then you've got Blink and uh, Ghazal Khan looking up. And then all of a sudden, you know... And in, and underneath Surtur there's, like, a load of minions running out between his legs. Yeah. As he's as he's stomping around. Crack stomping, crackle stomping. Um and then you have the mini panels of like the the foot nearly killing our heroes and everyone's like, That's just help <laughs> and fight. And you <laughs> and you have uh Grizzle Khan firing that giant gun and uh Blink doing her sort of doing her thing and Ireland doing his thing. And it's just all in one panel and it feels sort of really easy to sort of navigate but also such a wonderful way of how it's been presented as well yeah I mean for me
0: the standout is the next page where it has Surtur in like the same pose throughout you know like you see him almost cut into thirds into three panels but everyone else is moving while he's sort of standing still and Mm. we saw this a lot in the previous issue but I I love I love this this way of of storytelling uh, that, that they're doing here,
1: because it almost reminds me of um, that shot in the Fest Avengers movie where they spin round.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Characters. It feels like the, the, like the the camera is literally that. Well, our perspective is literally spinning round them mm-hmm. as they're fighting, fighting for their lives. I just love every facial expression Grizzle Card makes. It just, it's just. <laughs> I don't know if it's Khan. a. a, a, a Deliberate homage to how much how much cable used to grit his teeth in the nineties, but um, <laughs> I just I just love I just love the way she looks, and I think like the action sequence is really interesting, and I like the whole sort of the way it's coloured. Oh yeah, uh, you know I want to get a grizzled con t-shirt made now. <laughs> I need, we need one. I I also really like how they just run through a portal of fire. Oh, starting his well? means
0: escape, yeah, have to report all fire, yeah.
1: Why not? And, like, I love how happy and sort of fine with everything Valkyrie is, even though these random dudes just turned up. She's like, hey, strangers. Actually, yeah, she's and like, that, hey,
0: strangers, we're friends now, right?
1: Hooray. It's so good. And her dialogue is perfect. Yes. Like, it's full-on over-the-top uh, for speak. Um, and it just works so well. And I just love her, like, the way she looks and um, that she's taller than the rest of them and she just has sort of, like, a really good physical presence. Mm-hmm. Like, each character really... That panel of her holding up the staff, even though you see the back of them all, they're really, like, sort of defined. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, the, the the story itself is just trundling on at a really nice pace.
0: Yeah, I think for for us issue one the real standout was the artwork but i think we really got to give credit to the writer here because i really enjoy the pacing as you just mentioned i am enjoying the dialogue more than I did the first issue and I'm, I'm enjoying the team dynamics more too um so so excellent job
1: exactly it's always nice to see uh, kamala khan swear uh, <laughs> but no no that wasn't that yeah well um i just like and then there's this panel where the uh the, the panel itself is like being eaten away as uh galactus turns up to devour valkyrie's universe and um valkyrie's always like i don't run away from a fight essentially and um uh, blink blinks them all away with the talus and we end up in Uh, the most unusual (laughs) place we could ever
0: Xavier's Playtime Fun School for Gifted Youngsters
1: where it has Elvis-haired birds singing along (laughs)
2: because
1: like what I really like is um, our characters fall fall out of the panels this time, literally fall out of panels Um, and um, one team member that was never mentioned is the the Pegasus Uh, Valkyrie's horse, and who is now obviously a permanent. Glad, member
0: yeah. So glad
1: that, that he or she made it. And, um. So we have a little moment where, where everyone's sort of. <laughs> sorry, I just saw the, the centipede with little boots. <laughs> um, we have a little moment where, sort of, we all talk that Valkyrie There's this like, really interesting thing that her sword um, sort of is a border of a panel oh yeah yeah and when they're all talking about it and I like the use of Kamala's um, sort of shape-shifting polymorph powers to sort of increase her hearing by making her ear bigger which is always a nice way because I feel like her ear and the sword are like sort of panel cut-offs yeah 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 so how do you feel about being in um, cartoon world and being introduced to what is on the next page so- in all of it's glory.
0: This was maybe the biggest, this isn't an issue for me, but the, the hardest thing to transition into uh, because I'm not certain if the artwork works best in this reality where I, I feel like it worked really well uh, the style in the other realities. And here it feels like maybe I'm just so used to the way that Scotty Young used to draw these characters that it feels a little bit you know different to me. Um that being said, it's still an ingenious idea to go into this universe and grab one of these characters. And <laughs> and I just love like instead of when they meet Wolvie, he's there's there's no like, you know, I don't know who you are, you don't know who I am, let's fight. He's like, Hey, I'm Wolvie, let's be friends. By the way, you wanna get some pie? Let's get pie. And like they're so like happy and it's almost like a like a little kids
1: show that you'd find on at like 8 a.m. on Nick Nick Jr. or something. I, I do love their reaction panel where they're all like, What the hell is that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you think of the line where he says, Come with me if you want pie?
1: <laughs> I, just, I was kind of in shock. I'm kind of like our characters. I was kind of like, I knew he was coming, but I was kind of like, What the hell is going on? Pie. But, um,. I liked it. I thought it was silly. It's on the nerves and it's, you know, that, that quote, but why not? And I so love I've, they've got him, like, his, his nose up in the air in two different angles,
0: like, sniffing. It's so, like, cute and silly.
1: I do love, like, on the next panel, I do love how terrified some of the trees look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, a scroll reading a newspaper. Um and I like how uh, Blink's like, that's, well, that's a new one. Um, yeah. Like, even she's sort of kind of like, well, this is... Certainly... This is weird, yeah. <laughs> like, different. And um, I just love how unbelievably happy Wolverine is. Oh, yeah. With hu- these little hearts coming out of his chest. Um, and, and I he's, love like, how found-
0: right I away know. Valkyrie's like, they are talking about the lost pies, and she's like, that is indeed a foul crime. Like, she can instantly sympathize with his plight.
1: <laughs> I, know. I hope they become best friends. Um, but I, do, I generally like it because it seems so like random. And I think that's what kind of... It, it It makes sense that it would be because they're jumping from different realities. It's going to be a bit disconcerting when you hit one that's really, really out there. And... I just like that everyone's kind of, like, fine with the pies by the end of it. Even, like, Grizzled Khan's, like, um, this might be the worst day of my life. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> everyone's got, like, a comment to say about it. It's great. They all uh, had like,
0: different crises. Like, Grizzled Khan is living in, like... A post-apocalyptic world where, where everything's terrible and Iron Lad was in this crazy future with, with Kang was trying to take over and Valkyrie was fighting this giant demon Surtur and Wolvie's biggest problem is someone stole his pies <laughs>
1: and, like, and, it, and, that's,
0: and that's equal for him that's equally as terrible as everything else the other characters have faced yes and it makes sense
1: <laughs> and, and, it, and who, who has stolen his pies? Lil' Magneto. <laughs> I love the dialogue. I will never attend the pies. <laughs> I, Lil' Magneto, am going to eat them all. They are mine, all mine. You know, I just love, it actually sounds kind of like Magneto. <laughs> and, uh, I just love how Wolverine's like, that is not nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, Bilk's like, and Blink's like, uh, okay, just speaking as a mutant right now, this is bizarre. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love she's like
0: the babysitter. She like just steps in. And is like, "Okay, little kid, you gotta stop this now.
1: Behave." Yeah, I just love that, that panel of um, Magneto's side eye where he's like, "No pie for you." <laughs> <laughs> I just I love the fact that he doesn't have a face. He just says eyes as yeah, an expression yeah, yeah. as well. But you're right. I I love how it's just it's it's easily done by Blink. Just been like. Yeah, behave, and then he's all like, "I'm sorry," and then the whole friend—it's like a cartoon. It's yeah, like I said before, it's like a cartoon. It's almost like the Muppet Babies. <laughs> oh yeah, and then it's like we can have all pie, and then Falcons are like, "Aye, pie for all," <laughs> and even I and that's like, "Like that actually sounds," and then <laughs> then the most horrific thing happened.
0: Little Magneto gets eaten by the Time Eater. Yeah, it's so it's, it's so strange. terrible.
1: It's literally a whole, like the way it's done as well is really nice. Like he he notices he notices it before the rest of them, and then he like screams and it was like no. And um, this is where it's sort of they teleport to a different um, future, don't they? And it's really nice. I really like the the again the panels where it looks like that um, as they're teleporting out of that world, the panels of that world are being devoured by and the galactus yeah yeah head and then they just appear in this other world it's
0: it's great um i mean the artist top notch here uh all the way through and they're back on the moon with nick fury and this is where i guess this page the the story takes kind of a like someone taps the brakes here a little bit and there's a lot of dialogue going on that isn't ne- you know totally necessary.
1: Yeah, it's just more like sort of set up and sort of ideas of where mm-hmm. where the team's going for. But it uh, is Barclay's done for it though, so yeah. it's all good.
0: And it's nice we get to see, you know, the characters circle around Nick Fury and it's some nice interesting artwork again and I mean maybe I overspoke by saying that they hit the brakes, but it's a definite like shift in in, in pace here.
1: Um, yeah, true. But the, I think what saves it is that it looks lovely. Yeah. Like the little, like little Wolverine is a nice visual guide to where we're going. Like with the dialogue, using him as like a sort of anchor for the dialogue and how we, we should read the page as well. Yeah, I thought quite a nice idea and choice. Because like, and, and I loved like Grizzle Khan just stood above him all, just stood there, oh, yeah. like hi, <laughs> and. I, and I just love how ev- how happy everyone sort of is, <laughs> but obviously apart from, apart from Khan. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, Valkyrie and Wolvie are going to be best friends. It's going to happen.
1: And and even, like, Ireland's like, well, okay, let's go oh. for it. Well, you better
0: have, in in one of the upcoming issues, a fastball special where, where Valkyrie throws a little Wolvie at
1: somebody. <laughs> I still feel like he fights. I feel like he loves. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but still. But, but the thing the, the thing that i think is really interesting is that now that we have the core group together there's a pa- pa- uh, on the next page there's a there's a the first panel is um all of them there distinct as they are and little Wolvie doesn't look, look out of place anymore like no. he actually kind of does fit in with them yeah i don't know if it's because i'm so used to seeing um like reading alpha flight and seeing puck be so small Awesome something <laughs> but like I, I just feel like they all even with like the terrifying Nick Fury that's basically staring at him <laughs> at the, in that panel it kind of, they kind of weirdly all work kind on of a visual level
0: yeah no I I, I agree and especially the more you go through this artwork the more things start to gel and uh, this might be my third time through the book but I agree at this point Wolverine just feels or, sorry Wolvie just feels like part of the cast he's just there and as they're sort of, you know, coming to grips, what should happen, but the Watchers show up. And they've decided they need to kill Nick Fury.
1: Yes. With with weird weapons. It's been a while since we've seen the Watchers.
0: Yeah, and it's weird because, I mean, they... they blink, you know, Claudius really points out the hypocrisy because... They're like, well, you're not... If, are, are you doing something or not doing something? Like, if you're you acting on Nick Fury, he's also doing something. But not doing something is also doing something. So, you know, they always have this... I'm just a watcher. I'm not supposed to act on any event. But they're, they always are acting on the events that happen. <laughs> like, every time. So... That's the reason, to up Yeah. So, at this point, you know, every throughout the whole history of the Marvel universe every watcher has always acted on everything so now for them to be upset at Nick Fury
1: for acting on things is really hypocritical pretty much which leads to a startling moment in the book actually a turning point um, for them as a, as a group yeah. which thrust them into their new adventures so the watchers are about to kill them with like some glowing sweet corn Gun ray and um, <laughs> little Wolfie's not happy about this because hating people is not okay. And uh, blinks like no and jumps in the way. I love the way she blinks, by the way. I generally love oh, yeah. the fact that she's almost half vanished. Um, and the sweet corn gun shoots and hits the talus and it shatters. And to be continued. And sending everyone in sending them into into the multiverse. and we see sort of glimpses of
0: what we might see in future issues. There's the Captain America shield um, there's a the Red skull there's there's like a pirate ship. so bombs mm-hmm. battle bombs. So question for you. does Wolvie have a healing factor?
1: i I don't know. I assume so. Because he's Wolverine. <laughs> but may, he may be immortal. Because <laughs> he's a cartoon character. Right,
0: right, right, right.
1: I don't know how they're going to play it. <laughs> I do love the fact that he's he's willing to jump in front of um, a death gun yeah. to um,
0: save his friend. Yeah, he's a courageous character, yeah. I don't um, think he quite understands what's, what might be the consequences, but still.
1: I just love the f- I love the fact that she kicks him out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he k- she kicks him out of the way anyway. Um, like a teddy bear being yeah. just fur rag dolled around. But the- no, what I really liked about um this issue is the character like moments. Like there's a moment where uh, Khan is like I come from a horrible place, then Blink's like, Oh please I, live in, I came from like mutant detention camps. Yeah. You know like They have like a My Story's Worse Than Your Story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think at the moment it remains to be seen if Iron Lad's going to be like uh, uh, um, work as a character outside of I'm the Science Dude. Um. He
0: definitely takes a backseat in this issue.
1: But I'm assuming that they, they've been picked, they've all been picked for a reason by the creative team so I'm assuming they're all going to get moments to shine but from the hitting the ground running um, if 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 we're gonna do what some people are doing and compare it to the original exiles I think this is a stronger group, cast of characters um, oh yeah straight away because they all are very distinct and the introduction of like last time the introduction of the two new characters works really well and you yes, have yes. They're both really light, they're both really light-hearted as opposed to the last issue where they're all like I'm being bullied so I'm gonna murder the bullies and yeah. I live in a world where <laughs> pain. Um, yeah. this one's like of happy adventures and um, even happier pie adventures. You're right. I, I I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, it's the different. first
0: issue was like I come from an apocalypse. No, I come from an apocalypse, no, I come from an apocalypse. And this issue's like, let's have fun and fight. Yeah, let's have fun, yeah. It's it's the total opposite. <laughs>
1: And I think my favorite. My, I will never um, not quote the panel now. Thank you, um, creative team, because I'll never not use the panel, no pie for you. Um, <laughs> I'll forever <laughs> use that now in my life, because it's like one of my favorite drawings ever. Um,
0: Magneto side eye,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And I like the, the homage, actually, to the Scotty Young picture, because the way Magneto is floating there, holding the pies, right. kind of of me the, the Scotty Young baby one, where he's, like, floating. I think he's floating, like, milk bottles instead. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the specifics. But, um. I f- at first, I was a bit concerned when we first entered Cartoon World, and I was, like, kind of like what you said, where you've got this specific image of it, and it actually looks kind of sinister. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Not cute. But then once um, Little Wolverine sort of bounces in and is all joyous sniffing around I just was like yeah I'm with you. I love
0: his sentence sentences new friends hi I'm Wolverine it's you would never see Logan say anything like that when you met someone new ever. <laughs> He'd probably gut them with yeah. I'm, like, I'm Logan I'm really I'm the, I'm the best thing it is and
1: I'm going to gut you now. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Just, laughs> Well, at least this little movie is best. He's the best at what he does, and what he does is make friends. So, I know. yeah, exactly. That's you know, that's how it should be. But I d- I do like the detail a lot. Of like, every tree has like a face who often looks like they're just pissed off at the world, being a tree. But um, artistically, it's it's um, just as good as last time. And again, I think Georgie will back me up in saying. Mobile read is is a great way to really appreciate yeah. what's actually being done. I think if you just read this and then reviewed it, I feel like you'd miss half of the actual brilliance of visual <laughs> storytelling that's going yeah. on here. Yep, yeah. and, and 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 the script is 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 getting is is better than the first. Um, but then the first was bogged down by having to set the stakes, um, whereas this can run a little bit and i don't think i don't know i think it needed time to breathe so i think when you said it slows down a bit i feel like pacing wise it needed that little moment where they all need to just sort of stand together right, right. for a second because immediately it jumps into hello we're the crazy watchers with our crazy guns and we're gonna murder everyone um <laughs> which then immediately jumps us into the talus is broken which is a massive plot point and we're being sent into the multiverse
0: I really hope my my only hope moving forward is that this doesn't make cause each of them to go to like a different universe where they split up again.
1: Like we've got the team oh. together, let's let's keep them together and have them keep interacting. No, I'm I'm thinking the way it looks because the, they're all here in the panels. The way it looks is they're all going to sort of the Because let's be honest, a- we've got Red Skull. apart from the sort of galleon, the pirate ship, um, and the pirate man. We've got Red Skull, Captain America, bombs, um, so airplanes. Like World War II
0: airplanes, yeah.
1: Explosion. So I'm feeling like we're going to go. One of two things. They're either going to split in half, or they're all going to both of these places. Essentially.
0: I hope so. I, I just want the character. We spent two issues putting the team together. Let's not split them apart, is my hope. But uh, I'm really interested in to seeing... Same... No, wouldn't it be crazy if it was like a pirate slash World War Two co- co- combined universe that they're going to next?
1: God. And then it's like Pirate Captain America.
0: Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> That'd be fun. So how did you feel overall about it? I'm I'm just as the first issue and just as you mentioned, multiple reads have made me enjoy this issue even more. I uh, definitely like it more than the first issue. I feel like the pacing's a little bit better. Uh, as you mentioned, the storytelling isn't bogged down with setting the stakes and setting everything up, so I'm I'm quite, uh, happy with this issue. If we're rating this, uh, one to five, I think we're going to go with a good four on this one. Um, I, I'm I'm not sure if we went like a light four or a high three last time, but this is a solid four out of five for me.
1: Yeah, I I agree completely. I think it's, I think if it keeps on this pace, it's, um and this style I think it's inevitable that I'm going to give it a 5 at some point but yeah right. I'm I'm with you with a 4.
0: It's good momentum, right? It's like the first mm-hmm. issue was all right, it's a good starting point and this one kicks it up a little bit better and you're you're eagerly anticipating what's going to come next.
1: Pretty much. I I just I just want to know that I just I can't wait to see what combinations of like like what we saw in the exercise we just talked about where you could see different pairings happening. Right. I just can't wait to see how they pair up the characters here. Um, the obvious choice is Valkyrie and Little Wolverine, but yeah. maybe Little Wolverine can um, break Grizzled Khan's stone heart and <laughs> be like, they can be the best of friends. Who knows?
0: Well, I know that we have an, at least one more sort of, I don't want to say main character, but someone from the previous Exile issues is supposed to make an appearance at some point so Ooh. we might have one more character joining them later on but um i'm really glad for the the cast that we have here all of these characters are definitely better than than uh thunderhawk th- i'm sorry thunderbird uh yeah <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. yeah um so it's i mean i'm just i'm just happy this book exists and i'm happy that it's doing at least on the creative side
1: is doing a, a nice job
0: Exactly. Do we know how this is selling at all?
1: No, no. I, don't, I have no idea. We could we we have a look, but I don't want to depress myself if it sells. If it's selling not very well.
0: I know. I don't <laughs> want to do that to myself either.
1: Let's just hope for the best. Alrighty. Sounds like a plan.
0: Alright, so uh, those were our three issues. I feel like uh, this is a good set. Uh the Exiles number three, uh from two thousand one was was a good step up. Excalibur was wonderful as always, and Exiles number two, uh, from twenty eighteen was also an enjoyable read, so
1: nice nice round of books. Exactly. I think um we can only get we can only go well, we could go down or up, but I feel like we're only gonna go up a little bit for a little while. <laughs> so I, I think they, and to be honest, they actually read well together. Yeah. Because I, I read them literally in that order. Um, They do read well together, bizarrely, is a collection of, of books.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. So, um, that's it for, for this week's episode. I would imagine you can see us, rather, you're not going to see us, but you can hear us again uh, covering books in another two or three weeks uh you might see us on the podcast that goes snicked with jason so please uh stay tuned to that and we also might have a bonus episode coming up soon as well so stay tuned um any any final thoughts
1: there um just go out and uh, read read more comics that's all i'm gonna say go out and read these comics <laughs> especially
0: mm, definitely Alrighty, well, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.